Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. I cannot talk today. I'm sure you can. Please. You can do it. You can do it. I am the Director of Communications here on staff, and this is Doug Rett, our teaching pastor. And we're so glad that you have um, joined us, and hopefully it makes sense what we're talking about if I can get my words together this morning. You did great. Oh, thanks. Um, So this is your opportunity to send in questions. You will see there's a number on the screen there, and you can text us your questions, and Doug will answer them for you this morning. That's how this works. Yes, and... uh, We often say this, but uh, never hesitate to ask a question because uh, questions are, number one, how we learn, and questions we have are almost always questions that Mm -hmm. other people uh, had. And I wish we could do this on Thursday night. Part of the reason I address the uh, issue of baptism at CFC versus uh, if we'd been baptized before in another church because a guy Thursday night felt like uh, he was a little confused. That's a good question. Uh, thinking I was saying that if you have been baptized as a believer in another church, we require you to be baptized at CFC, which is not, which is not the case. Right. Um, so ask questions and it'll help you and it'll help lots of other people as well. Absolutely. So his question on Friday hopefully Mm -hmm. helped a couple hundred people here today. Absolutely. We do have some that have already come in. All right. So we're we're ready to roll. First one is, does the Bible have anything in it regarding predestination? If so, why would God choose particular individuals? It does have uh, in it the concept of predestination. Um, kind of one of our rules is when we do things like this, we try to look at what the scripture says specifically. Uh, so in Ephesians chapter one, it says this Blessed be, I'm starting in verse three, if the person asks, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ, just as he chose us. See, that's it first. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So he chose us long before we were born, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons. So I read that for you, not only to uh, give you the place where it does speak about that. Uh, There be a few other places, but that is the the most clear place, Ephesians chapter 1. In love, he predestined us. So uh, the question, why would he choose? He would choose us because he loves us. Now, I understand that, and so I won't skirt this, uh, I understand that, you go, that you're going, yeah, that's not the hard part. The hard part is why would he not choose every one and if in love he chose us then why didn't he choose all to be his children um, <clears throat> the scripture speaks to this in Romans uh, 9 10 and 11 where the God declares he uses this analogy he's the potter we're cl- the clay and the potter 
gets to do as he wishes with the clay. So I know this is going to be hard, and um, I won't be able to satisfy, this is the thing, I won't be able to satisfy everyone with this answer. Uh, But he is creator, he formed us, he made us, and it, his, it is his right and authority to do whatever he wants with what he has made. And so uh, he has predestined and chosen us. I don't know who he has chosen or predestined, and so we are to declare the gospel, to share the gospel with all, and then he will work in the hearts of those that he has chosen. I do appreciate the guy who said, the more I share the gospel, the more people I find God has chosen. So you don't need to, and I say that because some people go, well, if he's chosen, then then there is no need for me to share the gospel because God chose them. It uh, doesn't really matter if I share or not. It does matter because that is my responsibility of one of the good works that I have been created in Christ Jesus uh, for, to be an ambassador, to be a witness, to be a, a living testimony. So long answer to simply say, yes, he has chosen, uh, and that is his authority. I, I don't understand it. But that's what the scripture says, that, that some God uses by hardening their heart, like he did with, with Pharaoh. So um, I can't get around that. I can't make that feel good, and I can't resolve that for uh, those who want to clench a fist and shake it at God. Um, that's his authority. We are his creation, and he is able and has the right to do as he pleases. Mm. He will always do good. He'll always do right. He will always do for his glory, but he chooses some. There's so much we just can't understand. Yeah. Um, Next question here is about their experience with grace. I feel like I examine myself too much in looking for good works resulting from my salvation. Example, when I don't read my Bible consistently, I feel like God is angry with me. How can I rest in the gospel and not work for it post-justification? Okay. So um, there's a a difference, I think. uh, the, The individual didn't say it like this, but what I hear is that sometimes I think works are necessary to earn, and then sometimes I see works as necessary to repay. Mm. See the difference? Mm-hmm. Can't yeah. earn a g- So I don't earn a gift. If I earned it, it's not a gift. Right. And I don't repay a gift. That'd be weird to give somebody a gift, and then they started sending me you know, 1999 installments once a, a month because – if it's a gift, you don't repay. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like they were saying post-justification, I'm not earning my salvation because once I'm justified, I'm not earning it. Uh, uh, how do I deal with my failure as a believer? Mm-hmm. It seems to be more the, the question. And is there grace? How do I accept God's grace there? <clears throat> 
the it's by grace that we're saved and it's by grace that we live it's by grace that we are forgiven that is our condemnation be removed romans 8 there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus and there is grace for those who are in christ jesus and still sin the scripture does say romans 6 that we should not continue to sin that grace would increase uh, because uh and he says, Paul does in Romans 6, or do you not know who you now are in Christ Jesus? So to get to the question of how do I give, it's not giving myself grace, how do I accept God's grace for failure once I am a believer? I don't have any secret sauce for you. How did you accept grace before you were saved? Well, I don't deserve it. I didn't earn it. But God was gracious to me. He's given it to me. It's the same way you accept it after. Do we sin? All of us sin. All of us continue to need grace. And so I simply would encourage you to, to say what we said before we came to Christ. I admit that I have failed and I've not been who you intended me to be. I believe that Christ has paid it, paid my penalty, and I receive the free gift. So that's what you know to say when you came to Christ. That's what you continue to say after you've come to Christ. I don't deserve this. I've blown it, but I believe Christ has paid my penalty. And so I receive your forgiveness. I cannot earn it, and I cannot repay it. So I don't think there's any difference between after your salvation uh, than before your salvation in receiving God's grace. Same, Same statements. Consistent as we're growing, there is no point of perfection right. this side of heaven. And I know uh, maybe it was a couple weeks ago we were talking about once um, you you're in a relationship with the Lord, you're spending time getting to know that relationship and confessing sin, yep. you confess sin more because you're more in tune to all those little yeah. nuances than lining your actions up with Scripture. Right. The more you grow in Christ, actually, the more confession. Yes. <laughs> Not less, because we're recognizing how far we fall short of mm-hmm. the holiness of God and the righteousness of God that has been imputed. So just understand we need grace for different reasons. Right. We need grace to come to Christ, and then we need grace to live for Christ. Uh, I don't deserve what he gave me in my salvation, and then when I don't live as I'm intended, he still gives grace. So Again, I think the question understood that. I'm just trying to say as many ways as I can, there's no difference in the way you receive it after your salvation than you did before your salvation. You admit you didn't deserve it, believe Christ has given it, receive it as a free gift. Absolutely. Uh, Question, are we saved by grace alone through faith or are we saved by grace alone through faith plus good theology? In other words, can we be a Christian and have bad theology? Sure. Yes, you can be a Christian and have bad theology. Now, 
to an extent. You can't be a Christian if you have bad theology in terms of the person and work of Jesus and how salvation mm. is obtained. So in order to be saved, I must have this, this is what I meant, I must have this core theology. I'm a sinner, I deserve wrath. Jesus was the Son of God who lived a perfect life, died a substitutionary death, and was raised from the dead. So I have to have correct theology regarding Jesus, and myself, Jesus, and then salvation as something that is a gift given, not something earned or uh, by works. So I have to have that. Mm-hmm. If I don't believe that, I can't be saved because that's right. faith. Okay. <clears throat> Can I have bad theology in terms of other things about the attributes of God? Sure. Uh, could my theology be different in regards to future things? Yes. Um, but I have to have basic correct theology to be saved about humanity, about Jesus, and about how sa- salvation is obtained. Hmm. We talked about the gift of salvation. This is a follow-up question there. If salvation is all from God, does that mean that those who don't get the gift have no chance at salvation? Or does everyone get the gift, and it's those that open it that are saved? <clears throat> well, yeah, um, I get the analogy. Let me stick to the text. <laughs> the text says, First <clears throat> John 2, 2, if you didn't write it down, Excuse me. First John two two. Uh, he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not only ours, but those for those of the whole world. So, uh, if you want to take that and use your analogy that everybody gets offered the gift, uh, yes, I can accept that. But let's make sure we understand what we're saying there, and then those who open it, if that is those who admit, believe, and receive, if that equals opening in it, yes, I'll agree with the analogy. <laughs> it's um, just, you can give yeah. me an analogy and then not tell me what's what and then come away with <clears throat> a false doctrine. Right. Okay. <laughs> which we don't want wrong theology, which right. we just talked about. Right. Um, as you went through these four different uh, diagrams and talked mm-hmm. about opportunities when you would use these, how do you start those conversations with individuals? to then work towards walking through these diagrams? Well, rarely, except when I was in India, uh, here in the U.S., I'm not walking through my neighborhood knocking on doors and striking up conversations um, and going straight to the gospel. Sure. I I didn't – I don't do here, and I'm not down on those who should – who do that here. Uh, I don't do that because – I know me. If somebody comes knocks on my door at a time where I was not interested, uh, I wouldn't like that. So I don't want to be the guy that I wouldn't like. <laughs> Good consideration. Yeah. I would go, uh, no thanks. So <clears throat> I don't want to do that. So I'm going to start this conversation based on prior conversations or mm-hmm. based on what I have heard. If, if someone is <clears> – <throat> well, give you a couple examples. I'm doing premarital, and I find out uh, – this is a real story. I found out the, the gal 
the bride to be grew up in a Catholic setting. I always then, as soon as I hear if that's what their upbringing was, I draw uh, diagram number three, the short arm Jesus, mm. and. As I'm talking, okay, I'm sure you were told about Jesus, about his death, his burial, his resurrection, and then God has done his part. We do our part. And I draw it just like that, ask him, that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. That in line with what you've been taught. Yeah, that's in line with what I've been taught. And so uh, based on their background on that situation, I would use number three. Uh, like I said, I would use number four if someone's gone, I'm not sure I'm saved or not. And okay, what t- tell me why you're not sure. Well, I know I prayed a prayer when I was a kid, but nothing's really ever changed in my life. Well, let's go through the gospel then. Mm-hmm. Make sure they understand uh, the truth about themselves, the truth about Jesus, and the truth about how salvation is a gift. And fourth, that's why it's fourth, and that if we are in Christ, there are not good works. It's not an if. There are good works. That's why I said, let me repeat again, I can have good works and not be saved, but I cannot be saved and not have good works because uh, Philippians 1, 6 says, he who began a good work in you will complete it in Christ Jesus. So a tree is known by its fruit. Mm-hmm. So when we're a new person in Christ, there will be new works that come out of us. And people will always go, what about the thief on the cross? And the mm-hmm. thief on the cross, uh, don't miss the fact that still while hanging on the cross, as he believed in Jesus, he defended Jesus and testified about Jesus to the other thief on the other side of Jesus. So there was even work in that before he died. Um, So there will be good works. Um, The first one I would use where someone's life... uh, they feel like their life is falling apart mm-hmm. in, in some way. And, and I think the value of the first one is this. People in our world feel brokenness towards themselves and others in this world sometimes more than they feel brokenness with God. Now, I know that it all stems from brokenness with God and then it was resulted in this and that reconciliation with God will uh, result in then reconciliation in all those other relationships. I know that because I've been a student of the scriptures, but they don't know that. They just know their life's broken. They know their marriage is broken. They know they, they... told lies at work, and then they got fired. And so they they feel brokenness, and I want them to see how God fits in the brokenness in this world and in relationships. So I want them to see what God had intended. They'll definitely relate to how their sin has brought brokenness, and to see then how God has lovingly offered reconciliation. See, broken people need to know first and foremost about the grace of God. Absolutely. So <clears throat> does, that, does that answer the question in terms of how would I choose? It's not what it used to be, what's my favorite? Ah. <laughs> and, that, and the reason I did the, what I did this morning, I know it was very seminarish, um, but I, I think there are different diagrams to use according to uh, what the person is dealing with. A, a doctor doesn't give one pill for 
every disease and the diseases always sin, but we experience it differently. So that's why I think you choose one of the four. And if you're listening this morning or listening back later and you have questions about the gospel and you have questions about faith, would you please reach out to us? It'd be a privilege to walk through that with you. Or maybe you made a decision for Christ this morning. Would you let us know? We want to celebrate with you. We want to walk alongside you and encourage you. So please reach out to us here at the church and let us know. And we're so grateful for all of your questions this morning. And we really appreciate you joining us. Yes, great questions this morning. Have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.